stories, scripts, and conversations with creators. This is the Brave Maker Podcast. Hey, it is show time. Welcome to the 198th episode of the Brave Maker Show. My name is Tony Gapasone. My pronouns are he, him, his. I am an actor and a director, filmmaker living in Redwood City, California. Today I'm wearing a black shirt with my yellow glasses in front of my just ridiculously busy studio that was the step and repeat from the film festival last year that will be at our film, our fifth annual film festival this year. Pink letters, Brave Maker, Sunflowers, Green Foe, and the words Brave Maker, Brave Stories Change the World behind me. I'm excited because we're nearing our 200th episode, everybody. Our 200th episode will be live at the, film, at the film festival, our film festival starts July 13th, and we're going to record it live with all of our selected filmmakers and VIP guests in Redwood City at our hub. There are so many things uh, happening this week. I can't even believe we're eight days away from the film festival starting. Huge thanks to all our sponsors and partners, and I'll share more about that later. But I want you to meet three of our filmmakers today. We're going to start off with one of them. She is the filmmaker of a short film called Trust Fall, and I'm excited for you to learn more about it. Welcome, Amber. Hey, Hi, Amber. hey. Um, my name is, oh, <laughs> my name is Amber Henry. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm from Soso, Mississippi. I'm currently wearing a, a striped multicolored sweater. I have a gold chain, and my background is a, a black curtain, and one has a pattern on it, and I'm African-American. And I'm an artist, an author, and an actress. We love those multi-hyphenates here at Brave Maker. So thank you so much. And your film, Trust Fall. Okay, so you know what I love about your film? It's one minute. It's one minute long. It yes. tells us a little, little, a big story in a little bit amount of time. So tell us about Trust Fall. Yeah, so Trust Fall. Um, actually, it was it was totally a big experiment on my part. It was an experiment in the acting process and experiment in the filming process. Um, but I, and I didn't have any expectations for it, but I think it came together really well. And um, so it's pretty much, it's about taking the trust falls that we do for ourselves every day um, and showing up for ourselves in the way that only we can, like even the people who love us the most, they can't show up for us um, in the way that we can for ourselves. When we take risks, when we take leaps of faith, um, all those things, they take strength of character, um, strength of resolve and bravery. And that's a, in a nutshell, that's what the film, the short film Trust Fall is all about. I love it. So, you know, here, here's here's some of my my fresh and raw feedback on on short films and short short films. As someone who is a filmmaker, but also who programs a film fest, Short, short films are so great. They're so fun. And I love that you have a, you're one of two one minute short films in the film festival. You know, what's great oh. about them is they go by quick and you mm -hmm. have to watch it again and you can watch it again and again and try to make some sense of it. Uh, they're also easy to program if they're good because you can slip them in lots of different places. And as a film festival, sometimes we are trying to squeeze in as many good films as possible and when it's a long run time it could be challenging because you have to say no 
to a lot of films if you're programming one film that's 20 minutes 25 we've had some 45 44 minute submissions because that's the cutoff for short films so a one minute short film has a lot of perks to it so tell me about it you said it was an experiment and i want to tell you too we had a lot of conversation this one minute short film inspired a lot of conversation in our team and i'll tell you why uh, talk about the experiment and what that meant in making it and what that and how it all came to be yeah so um as actors actresses i think you know it's definitely a it's a, a hard business out there and it's kind of hard to get your foot in the door and so you have to create opportunities for yourself so that was one reason that I that I wanted to do the short film Trust Fall. Um, another reason was to get experience in the filmmaking process because I had I had um I had completed the completed the production of my short film um, Lucky Page. Uh, sorry, uh, Lucky Page, but it was it was delayed in getting finished editing. So I wanted to do a project that I could submit to festivals and just get experience with what that entailed. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of a tricky thing because it was a spur of the moment activity that I wanted to do. So it was like, it was kind of late in the day. And I was like, um, I have this idea. I want to execute it today. And so I got out my camera, my Canon M50, and I went to the backyard and I was in my mind figuring out all of what I wanted to do to get this short film um, shot and produced all in a matter of hours. Um, so I guess some of the obstacles that I faced was I had a, a lack of a cinematographer. Like I was shooting this all by myself with a tripod setting up the angles and the um the, determining the shots in my head of what I wanted to do um timing was a factor in it because the lighting was getting low but I think that also <laughs> that uh, that it kind of it kind of helped it but I wish the lighting was better in it but I think it kind of helped it because it, you could hear the um the insects in the background and the voices of people from afar and I think I, it added to the ambiance of everything um so wait that those insects were all real that was yes. not added in post okay that's that so was cool not added in post. yeah okay so this one little short one little minute short film so many so many things we could we could talk about and this is what i love doing the show about is i get to learn different people's perspectives art by the way so subjective mm -hmm. you can't please everybody can't even please yourself with your art i hear you even kind of talking about that thank you you wish you had you know more lighting you wish you had more help it sounds like yeah. we always need more help we always are losing light or, or money or whatever it is but you made something you completed it you learned from it you submitted it to film festivals and mm -hmm. as our program team was chatting about this and i don't want to give away too many things but in one minute it surfaced some questions what really, what really was happening what was really going on in this person's head uh, I don't want to spoil a ton of things for the one minute, but nothing is said in this one minute short film besides yeah. all the insects that are chattering. So I think, you know, again, my opinion, I think it for me, it was why I kind of pushed for it. I was like, I, I think we should program this because it it's a great little story in a little one minute thing. And now that I know the background, too, even makes me more inspired because you were doing something that had a meta theme about your creative life as a filmmaker in this short film called Trustfall. Yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, yeah, like, and actually my personal story that I attached to the film, um, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder in 2014. Mm. And the sh- it, it took such a toll on my life that I had to leave work and it was attached with so much shame to me, like the things that I went through and the experiences that I had. And jumping back into life actually took a major trust fall for me. And um, like, even with the fears that I had, the anxiety that at any moment I could have another episode happen or I could make a, a bad decision because of my illness. Um, those things all kind of come together in a major trust fall that I've seen myself in with that film. Wow. Okay, so th- that that seals it. How how cool our art can be. You know, Brave Maker exists to educate and entertain and create community experiences around justice, diversity, and inclusion, and and things like mental health are very important to us. And I love that you brought this out into your own life. It, it was in your art. You are finding sounds like also an expressive outlet. And you know, could I be so? to say maybe this is a healing opportunity it's a defining opportunity in this little short film to find meaning or make meaning out of your own challenges in life yeah exactly yeah you could say that you would be fair to say that (laughs) (laughs) well amber i i I know you can't be with us in person in redwood city but tell our listeners and our viewers who are watching live and on the replay uh what you would encourage as you know, as a maker yourself, you said you learned some things. Why, why make short films? Why do things like this that take risks? What advice would you give to those who are waiting in the wings who want to make something but yet have not? I would say, um, you know, just do something. Um, you know, take some time to think about it, the planet, um, think about it, planet, but don't let that process stop you from actually doing something because I think so many people get hung up in the planning process but you never know who might find your short film or your feature film entertaining or inspirational Um, so just do something and don't be afraid to get dirty in the process Um, yeah that's that's all that I have to say about that well I want to say thank you for making this short and you know I'm a filmmaker who still makes short films. I have a feature film out in the world. I want to make another feature film, but there's something about shorts that I think I'll always want to be a part of that process because mm-hmm. it, it's a, it's attainable. You can take something on the page and you reminded me that I, I've never made a one minute short, so maybe I should I'll make a one minute, no dialogue short because it does something, I think as an artist, it's a, it's a challenge and it's instant, not, not no, gratification is a weird word, but you can see the product, you can put it out into the world. You know, feature films, we all need to be aspiring. Filmmakers, uh, we all need to be aspiring to make a feature film if we want to be a filmmaker. I think making a feature is very important, but these shorts are a way to learn. And I really appreciate that you made this and I hope that you continue to learn and are making stuff and hopefully someday we'll be able to intersect again uh, and see you in person uh, in in Redwood City. Uh, I know you're with us for a short time, so thank you for giving us your time. Where can people find you and follow along on what is next in your making career? Um, So my website is www.clareishiayatoro.com. That's my pen name and my acting name. And you can follow me on Instagram at NicoleCraft575. That's my main page. And then I have another page 
at Equal Age Co. for my um, business that I do. So you can follow me on those places. That multi-hyphenate life. <laughs> you are All living. right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, we wish you the best. We will be uh, posting stuff uh, about Trustfall on our Instagram page, which is at Brave Maker Film Fest. Go to our website at bravemakerfilmfest.com slash filmfest to get your tickets. We're eight days away, everybody. Eight days away. You don't want to miss all 40 plus films and workshops and VIP uh, experiences that are coming out. We would love you to be there. Amber, thank you so much for being on the show today and we'll see you again soon. Thank you. Take care, everybody. I'm going to show a quick trailer to the film festival and we'll be meeting our new filmmakers soon. Stand by. I am a brave maker. I am a brave maker. I am a brave maker. Brave maker is always about taking big risks, going after those big dreams and not letting anybody tell you know that you can't do it. Brave Maker to me means courageous voices, diverse voices, standing up for what means something to you. Brave Maker means to show up in your authentic self and telling the stories that you feel will resonate with other people. Really just showing up as your true self in the world. It was a, a film screening, but also it was a healing opportunity and journey. So really honored to have been a part of that. Brave Maker, what that means to me is not just something you say. You actually have to get out there and be vulnerable and push those limits. It means getting out of your way. My fear is the thing that stops me and my ability to be brave is the thing that moves me forward. Really, I've come to realize that you have to create your own door yes. and yes. walk through it and you make your own opportunity. You don't need a so from anybody. Really know why you want to tell the story that you're telling. How Brave Maker compares to other festivals is amazing. The filmmakers feel welcomed, invited, and like we are a key part of the festival. The organization and the execution is top-notch. It's been amazing to watch the community here. It's been amazing to watch how everybody seems to want to interact with each other. You can really feel that here. This is an incredible community. Take your risk, and if it doesn't work out at the moment, it wasn't meant to be, build up your career and ask again, ask again, ask again. If you could disidentify with your failures as being things that somehow you should try to avoid, as opposed to failures being something that you embrace, because in order to do that, you had to risk. Failure is just a learning. Failure is just what are we not going to do in the future? Push through every freaking obstacle. If I quit, then who? I do this because I need it, and I do this because I think everybody else will benefit from it. Elizabeth was a seed planter, and she was one of the best nurturers on the planet. The reason I'm here in this room with you is because of her. The story of her is the story of me, and the story of me is the story of you, because we're all here for a reason, and we all have a story to tell. I believe that films um, are powerful when they're able to touch the soul, and I believe that every single one of the films we watched tonight did that in such a powerful way. I am a brave maker. I am a brave maker. Yo soy un brave maker. We are brave makers. I am a brave maker. I am a brave maker, and so are you.
Well, welcome to of our selected filmmakers for 2023's fifth annual film festival, Emily and Abby. Thank you so much for being here from the film Trying. Why don't you two introduce yourselves and give us your visual descriptions and anything you want to say about yourself? Go ahead, Abs. <laughs> Hi, I'm Abby Wathen. My pronouns are she, her. I'm wearing a light purple Henley. Um, I have terrible lighting right now <laughs> with a gold chain, a gray wall behind me. I am in Kentucky, but I'm based out of Los Angeles. Oh, nice. Emily. And um, I'm Emily. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I'm wearing a beige sweater. Um, also pretty miserable lighting. I'm in my dad's office because I'm in his house in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but I, um, I'm from LA. Um, wearing a large smile because Amber is amazing and I loved listening to her. And then that um, trailer for the festival is just so exciting. Good. There's so many exciting things happening. And yeah, I love that you both are from LA and in Kentucky and Wisconsin. That's so funny. Okay. So getting your travels on before the film festival. So you two are going to be with us in person. Trying is screening two times, everybody. Count them. Friday night and Saturday night. So you can see this short film. And we're going to dive in to the story and the making and all that kind of stuff and you both had obviously significant parts in it so tell us about trying and what it's about and why why it's about <laughs> what it's about so trying basically um i it came to me in the middle of the night as things often do <laughs> and it was um after i experienced uh something very personal in my life and i just i just was grieving so differently than like my husband and um I just needed to talk about it. So I wrote this rough draft and basically emailed Emily and said, can you read this? And can you direct this? If you'd like this, <laughs> can we do this? Because this is crazy. And there's so many scenes. I just, I just felt like I needed to tell the story because I just needed to heal. I just needed to breathe and get it out there. And whether it was going to be seen or not, it was just something that I needed to do for myself. Yeah. Um, and when I received the script, you know, it was, it was heartbreaking. Um, it was heartbreaking. The story, you know, uh, is it's the story of, of one woman's story of, of trying to conceive a child and the experience of infertility. And her story, her script was, was heartbreaking to me in part because I love Abby. Right. But, um, it was heartbreaking as well because um, so many women in my life were dealing with the same thing um, and no one seemed to be talking about it. Mm. So um, it was a quick yes. And um, I'm like, how are we going to do 36 scenes? And, we, you know, we, we made it happen. Um, it happened. <laughs> So we watched the, the the movie and we loved how it brought up a conversation. That's one thing we at Brave Maker love is having conversations around movies. We don't just want to show something and kind of like move on and go to a party, although we love a good party. But can we have a, a meaningful conversation? Can we talk about what these characters were going through and the, the art and the craft of a film? And the making of it is really important. So I think you gave us a lot of juicy things in this little short film all called Trying. And I want to talk more some 
other connections I, I have with it that I'm excited to talk through with you. But let's go back to the kind of the genesis of it. You know, Abby, thank you for transparently sharing. It came from a real personal place for you. Uh, it came from a place of struggle, darkness, conflict, whatever you want to say. And you brought forth a story from it. So can you talk a little bit about that? You know, I guess the the making, the birthing of a story that has to do with birth. Like that's a challenging intersection, you know, and putting your life on display. So anything you want to talk about in regards to the making of something that is so deeply personal and how you don't, or how you can be objective, maybe you can't, you know, all of us sometimes have been told, write what you know, and we do know a lot of trauma in our lives. We put it on screen. So that's a lot. I'm vomiting a lot, but start with whatever, (laughs) however you want to respond to that question. I would love to hear. The making. Uh, well, so the making of it, I, I literally saw it in my head um, when I first started writing it. I uh, originally I had animation, and because the story just it was like I had such a magical moment when we, you know, I, I don't want to give anything away, but um, it was just such a journey, and I, I felt like I really wanted to tell this in a very like hyped up, magical. Um, way I forget who I kept oh David Lynch kept coming to mind like <laughs> I just want to do this real weird and um I also just really did it to get it out of my head to at one point I was like maybe we just shoot this on an iPhone just so we can talk about it just so I can talk about it just because uh, I was finding myself at um at grocery stores feeling like I need to talk to this person buying cucumbers next to me. <laughs> like, I really just need to talk about this because I'm grieving. Um, so that's really where it came from. I also feel like art is healing. Um, it's what I always go to. I feel like art heals everything. I mean, look at, you know, even in COVID, like how people sat down and watch movies and watch TV shows just to get through it. Like it's important. Yeah. So, um, making this was beyond my expectations. Um, Michael Draper, who plays my love interest, my husband in the film, he also went through an experience. And so when I, I asked him to, if he wanted to be in the film, it was hands down. Yes for him. He was like, this, this hits home for me too. So it was, it was great that he joined, but, um, he also felt very connected to the project. Mm-hmm. So Abby writes it, Abby acts in it, sends it to you, Emily, and you direct it. Talk about, and you said you, you received it and it was an instant. Yes. Can you talk about some of the dynamics of you know, partnering with Abby, bringing this very personal story to life and then what it was like directing it? Um, yeah, it was a yes on so many levels. You know, I've worked with Abby two other times. I call her my muse. I just, I think she's a phenomenal human. I think she's a phenomenal actress and she's a, she's a dear, dear friend. Um, and if Abby says she wants to do something, I want to do it with her. Um, I think, uh, yeah, it, it, it was a big one. You know, I think it started with 37 scenes <laughs> and um, and I think the challenge to me was how do we tell a story that's this painful that the audience wants to go on with us um, 
how do we make it simple enough uh, in such a short period of time that's really palatable and um, and we really want to be there. And what was really fun for me as a director, this is just like, I love music videos. I love sort of how free the script was. Um, I sort of broke it down and I based it on a woman's um, need to conceive, right? The first act was, I have to have a baby. It's like frenetic, it's fast, it's ovulation kits. It's like the speed of the first act was um, was a race, right? It was a race that just never had an end because when you're trying to conceive, you know, you you don't have an end until until you get it. And then the, the subsequent act um you know, brought in a lot of magical realism it brought in an, a lot of um a very different stylistic change to sort of go along with this not giving away anything like you know this change in a woman's process and then the third act a very very different feel so the fun part and the challenge as a filmmaker is is to sort of create three very different styles um how to make it one and not lose it not lose the most important thing, which is Abby, which is Abby's story, which is connecting to the people watching it who maybe have not had their story told. So many things to dive into here. And if you're listening and watching, uh, please feel free to throw a question or a comment in the chat. We can pull that up if you so dare or would like. Uh, but with our film festival right around the corner, you, you're you hearing just a snippet of what you're going to get if you come in person. Like we really value the conversation around movies and the making. And so, you know, I, I became a filmmaker because I went to Sundance in 2013 and I saw a film. I was just an actor at the time and I saw a film that just washed over me in such a way that I couldn't deny its power. And I went up and I talked to the filmmaker. I got touched hands with the filmmaker and I, I got to ask a question and it was like, wow, this is so possible. And so even talking to you two right now, it just feels, it's inspiring. I've made films, but it reminds me of the possibilities of filmmaking when we connect, when we have a story to tell, when we find our collaborators, which I think is so cool. So get your tickets, bravemaker.com slash film fest. You two collaborated and you've collaborated before. Uh, I just have some wonderings about what are some best practices that you have learned? Obviously every duo is going to be different, but what works best? What do you do? What do you avoid? What did you learn from trying that you'll do different next time? You know, feel free to respond to any <laughs> element or nuance of that question. I think a bit that safety, I mean, for this story, I mean, it was safety. It was the most important thing on set was not even creating anything that was beautiful. It was keeping Abby, um, you know, she's, she's, she's not, she's more than an actor in the story. This is her story. And so for me, having a set that felt completely respectful, um, that everyone's buying into sort of supporting um, this story and supporting Abby. So that for me, was the most important thing on this set. Safety. Can you talk about that? What does that look like? Was it, did you have space and were you talking to the camp, to the cast and crew about, you know, giving Abby room or different takes, anything you can do like that would be specific. Like, what does that look like? Cause that is yeah. a great piece of advice. Like how do you keep your cast safe? Yeah. And I think, and listen, I, I do have to say like it, safety is a very, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky word. Like mm -hmm. 
you cannot presume safety. There are many people that have never experienced safety. And so my understanding of safety is completely, um, could be completely different. So I just did my, my best, you know, as, as a educator, I talked to my students about, um, I don't create a safe space. I create a brave space, right. Allowing us to show up as our bravest self. Right. Gotta love that. Um, so, but for this one, it was more than a brave space, you know, like for, cause especially in one part and for, I guess, practically what that meant was, um, there were scenes where we, I was just like, you know, the only people that needed to be there were Abby, myself, um, and the cinematographer, um, Eric Kalsnick, who's a part of our, who Abby and I both worked with before, just a wonderful, wonderful man, gentle, supportive and um so a lot of it's just keeping the set um as simple and less as as need be for abby <laughs> in her specific moment um i think also it's just sort of making sure you're inviting good people on you know eric was such a gift because he's such a good guy and he his the people that he brought in to support him and his craft we're all wonderful people themselves. So I think practically, you know, vetting your crew. Um, we had a study cam operator. Um, she was the only study cam operator who identifies as a woman that I've ever met in my life. And I knew that I could get a great study cam operator who is a man who's done it a million times, or we could give someone an opportunity that needs it that would support this story of, of a woman in challenging situations and um i think it's you know as a director as you know the leader of the set i look at it more as a collaboration and just allowing everyone to do their best work and making sure they're decent people mm -hmm. abby can you talk about that and by the way i do love brave space uh, <laughs> as a brave maker uh right. we can make it brave for our talent to take risks and to try things as they bring their characters to life. I also have heard this before and it definitely resonates. We can't always make safe spaces, but we can make safer spaces. Yeah. Right. And so it sounds like, you know, just being clear with your communication when you're filming a scene, especially one that is sensitive or vulnerable, does everybody need to be there and watching and what does the talent need? So, so Abby, can you talk a little bit about that for you as you were doing emotional scenes or vulnerable scenes? You know, there, uh, you know, th there is obviously sex. You need sex to make a baby, so you gotta you gotta talk about that. Uh, I'd love to hear any of your thoughts around that as well. Well, I mean, working with Emily, she's also an actress, and so she knows how to talk to actors. And she just told me, or spoke to me in a way that I, it was just so supportive and so loving. And we both had such a vision for this film. And I mean, she vision board every single bit of this film for months before it, it, like every bit, like she knew the color palette. So we both were like, so ready to go um, during these very few days of filming. Um, and you know the sex scenes were funny i think it was more about like getting the camera angles right and like the timing right and mm -hmm. the timing right of <laughs> not <Right>. sexy stuff <laughs> in a sex scene um but the hard scenes uh eric and emily were in the room and that's all that needed to be in the room and um 
yeah, I just felt very supported and able to go where I needed to go to get the scene done. And afterwards there was some hugging and some crying and, um, I just think of release almost like it almost was healing that. Awesome. Yeah. So it was just, um, beautiful the way that she led the ship. I love hearing dynamics, you know, like this and the collaboration between actor and filmmaker, especially when you have a director who's an actor and mm -hmm. you noted this, sometimes directors don't know how to talk to actors right. uh, and it can be really confusing. A friend of mine was just sharing about being on a set and she was saying she was so confused by what the director wanted in each take. Although you can give different direction for different takes, but if your directions are sometimes contradictory for the continuity or things like that, it can be really hard, you know? So uh, while we have you, what is good direction to you? This is obviously an opinion uh, from both of you. What is good direction? What, what is something you appreciate when you hear from a director? And then Emily, what kind of direction do you feel like is good for an actor to hear as an actor yourself? I mean, I think it's really hard to pinpoint what mm -hmm. it is. I think it's easier to pinpoint what it's not. <laughs> yeah, let's hear. What is it? Yeah, great. great. Um, I don't know. Some directors are just, they throw so much at you and it's just like, I don't care what you need to do to get here. I just want to see you cry. And it's just yeah. like, well, that just didn't help. Um, <laughs> so I, I think there is, um, Emily really just took the time to, we talked about like, what exactly is going on in the scene and what is really important to show in this particular moment. Um, and we just kind of talked that out like moment to moment. And that was really easy to get there and to um, kind of be on the same page. I, I feel like we had a conversation where she wasn't talking at me. Uh, I feel like sometimes directors maybe will talk at you. So. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, you know, in this project, it was it's very easy because you're working with Abby and she's, you know, not only is she profoundly beautiful, gifted, intelligent, nuanced actor, but it's also her story. So I think um, I had it easy. But um, I think for me, it's not like telling a director to, or an actor to cry. It's, it's, yeah. I think if you make the actor feel supported and you work on um, being the actor's biggest fan and as a director, you have to be, because otherwise, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, you're not going to get what you want um, in a truthful way and to allow an actor to show their vulnerability and being, being an actor is the hardest thing in the world. I mean, you so just have hard. to like show up and be vulnerable and naked and like open your heart. And so I think, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's supporting mm -hmm. and in nudging and saying that, you know, let's, let's remember what, what we're trying to say here. I love in just sort of very, I mean, as an actor, I know what I want to hear. So I just sort of say that as a director. Yeah, that's good. So <laughs> so if you're a director who's not an actor, take some acting classes. It does. I really think it does yeah. help. Agreed. And you don't need to be an actor in front of a camera and do short films because that's not your thing. But take an acting class just so you can feel like 
what it feels like to be on the opposite side of that relationship because it is very vulnerable and i think we as actors need to feel and i 100 agree emily that you champion us that you believe that we can do it that you you cast us for a reason and i don't think as much as anyone might try the opposite i don't think that the torturous abusive relationships that sometimes directors have to their actors really does benefit you know it might get the academy award for some i go i don't know if it's worth it i just feel really concerned with some of those things so you know us us indies you know we're we're i don't think we're um prone to that but i definitely have heard some horror stories where it's like the director who thinks they're the auteur who's up for the academy awards and they're just making an indie film like come on we're we're not curing cancer here we're, we're trying to tell a story we want it to be good and emotional but we don't have to get to the place where we're driving each other into the ground i just gosh ugh, i don't want that for any of us in any any role on the crew so yeah thank you for that that's that's really good stuff um, anything else you want to say uh, about, you know, I like hearing best practices or things that you would do different. Sounds like you had a really good experience, but, you know, we can always learn positive things like would you schedule it different or uh, little tips and tricks about, you know, making a short film, making film in general. I mean, we talk about what we do different on our next film all the time. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. I don't know if you have another hour and a half, but um, <laughs> we got five minutes. You can okay, squeeze so something in. I think this is a big one. Of the biggest learning lesson for me. It's just, it's just like, you know, my grandmother said, um, perfection is the opposite of good. And, and for me, a lesson and not being quite so precious. And I think I'm so, I'm such a visual person. I'm very inspired by art. Um, by very sort of bold filmmakers. Um, and I think um, when you schedule, I think we were down to 29 scenes in three days in seven different locations, wow. you know, we did it and we did it. Ambitious, good. <laughs> yeah, it was in, yeah, it was ambitious and or insane. But um, we did it because we, had a, because we had a great crew that knew how to work together. And we had, you know, everyone was just wonderful. Um, but I think... Um, you know, you either got to let some of your precision go or you, or you, you got to just schedule more days. Yeah. That's good. Right. right. Uh, and there's also like costs factor, like, you know, it's very expensive to do even a short film mm -hmm. if you want to do it right and get the right people on there. Um, Emily and Eric worked really well together. So they kind of were like this team and they, you could watch them over to the side, like kind of just dance. And it was like, oh, they're like going to get this done and figure it out. So that was really amazing to watch. Um, so you have to just have people that you trust mm -hmm. uh, that you want to work with. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Great. Trusting people. You also talked about vetting people earlier. I wanted to bring that back for sometimes if you're working with someone new, we're so desperate just to get the right, boom operator or steady cam or whoever even a pa i think filmmakers more and more we need to get just even like one reference can you provide a reference somebody i know we're so busy but just like hey could i call them could i email them get some background on somebody because this is our passion and our love and to bring someone in who could be potentially toxic or racist or homophobic or misogynist it's like yeah. it happens all the time i think because we're going so fast but yeah, sometimes we got to do that due diligence and just vet those people out because trust is a big thing. If we don't have it on set, whoo, it's not good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's great stuff. And I also wanted to say, yeah, the reminder as a director myself, it took me so long to learn less is better. 
you know, I think I'm all like giving the actor all these things and then they're just overwhelmed like with 75 objectives. It's like, give him one thing, <laughs> give him one word, just do this well, in the seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. A lot of, a lot of verbs there. Well, we're, we're anything else you want to say before we jump into our final session um, or section of the, the show? We're excited to be at Brave Maker. I think it's a really important festival. Um, so we are just so much gratitude that we are a part of it. I, I cannot wait to see everyone's stories. I can't believe Amber made a short film that's a minute long. Without <laughs> <laughs> yeah. any words. Yeah. yeah, we're definitely stoked to have you. And this just makes me so inspired. I know I've got like 10 interns who are in the other room watching this live right now who are all going to be at the film festival. And I'm so excited for them and all the other emerging makers who are going to be in one room and mingling and connecting and asking questions and learning and watching each other's work and hopefully being encouraging about each other's work because this you know film festivals are such a huge part of our culture as filmmakers we need them i remember when someone said do you really need to make a film festival like, like does the world really need another film fest and i said based on how i have experienced film festivals we need more good ones more ones that make space to appreciate but yeah there is more exhibition needed for our work and more screens that need to see in these stories and more lounges that need to be filled up with makers who can take a breath and uh you know drink a coffee while meeting someone new that they might not have met before even if they live in the same you know you'll probably meet people from la you haven't met just being up up north so i'm excited to see who gets connected and then who potentially works with someone in the future. So thank you for being willing to sacrifice time, money, energy to come to Redwood city. I know we will all be better for it. Uh, and I hope you and trying, by the way, film poster, huge kudos for the provocativeness. So if you're listening to the podcast on episode 198, it is a picture of Emily as the, uh, or sorry, Abby as the lead of this film with a big blue bowl of eggs and she's staring into the camera with this look holding one single egg and it's just it says it all so so good that took about so, five years off my life that poster so um a woman is a she is she is a perfectionist and it, it i mean the birds chirping at one point weren't right <laughs> but it 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 does matter it matters and so matters it, this this poster was her baby like after the film it was like this was her other so this was emily so good well yeah. congratulations yeah. uh we're going to move on to our next session section amber is going to come join us and this is what we like to call our brave faves brave faves tv shows films books songs technology clothing podcast food and more these are a few of our favorite people, places, and things. Brave Faves. Welcome back, Amber. Thanks for joining us for our last section here. Uh, this is where we kind of do a little lightning round, 30 seconds of something that is our favorite thing of the week. It could be anything. So uh, my brave fave for the week is Pandora Effects. Pandora Effects is led by Margaret Kerrigan, and I am just going to shout them out and geek out on them because they did us so right. Uh, this past week, we had 
uh, or this was yesterday. I can't even keep track of all the days. Uh, we had a parade to promote the film festival and our amazing connection with Margaret. I'm going to pull this up here uh, at Pandora Effects made 12 different actors look amazing and i am kind of bragging that i looked amazing but it's all because of <laughs> margaret from pandora effects who's worked on okay. such um, amazing talent like lakeith stanfield and steph curry to turn them into some amazing uh characters but we had little mermaid uh we had uh i was dumbledore y'all we had edward scissorhands with all these really cool characters so margaret from pandora effects who turned our float into a extraordinary experience. We had Marilyn Monroe, Harry Potter. It was just such a fun experience. So if you need special effects in any way, shape, or form, please go see Margaret from Pandora Effects. Uh, thank you, Margaret. And, Mar and Margaret, I didn't, even realize, I didn't even make this connection until just now. It's going to be doing a whole, honestly, I didn't, is going to be doing a workshop on special effects makeup on Saturday, July 15th. So you can meet her and connect with her on your future film project. All right, Amber, welcome back. What is your brave fave of the week? Yeah, so I've been watching this reality show called The Ultimatum, and it's about these couples. They come to this resort area. Um, they're initially together, but then they break up and they mingle with the other people there, and they they form new couples, and they spend some time together. And they, I, the whole thing is they want to see how they would be in a married situation. And by the end of it, they have to decide whether they want to marry the person that they came there with, whether they want to be with the, the person that they spent time there with, or whether they want to be free. And mm -hmm. so it's a, it's a very interesting. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's a very it sounds like some topic. juicy guilty pleasure. I love it. It's I love drama, it. drama, drama, drama. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the ultimatum on Netflix. Okay, that's good. <laughs> what do you got, Emily? All right. Um. So this week I reread a book that I read just two weeks before. Um. It's right here. Open Throat by Henry Hoke. Uh. Just published June eighth. Um, it's about a queer mountain lion. It's a, the protagonist is a queer mountain lion roaming uh, Griffith Park in Los Angeles, California. It's, I mean, you you begin to read this book and you and you can't put it down, and then you just read it again. Wait, wasn't there? Uh, uh, was this a, based on like a true story? Because I know there was a big famous mountain lion yes. in Griffith. Is this really based on that? No, I mean, oh, okay, it, okay. it's not P twenty two, but it's it's yeah, it's, it's P twenty two. Okay. Um, but it's uh, another mountain lion. A right on. Mountain lion. Okay, open throat. Griffith yeah. Park mountain lions getting some good media action. That's awesome. All right, what you got, Abby? Uh, I'm just obsessed with the show The Bear. You guys, I think it's perfect. I think it's fun. It's fast-paced. It's The acting is just spectacular. Um, the directing, the music, it's just... I think it's just a perfect show and I'm, I'm just so into it right now. <laughs> so that is my, this is what I'm doing for the next, you know, not very long. Cause I'm getting through it really fast. <laughs> yeah. Two seasons. I think each Season. one is eight or 10 episodes, right? Yep. So quick. you can definitely consume it quick. And I agree. Yep. It's a, it's a inspiration on acting and yeah. lighting and us oh, editing all that stuff. It's it's beautiful. It's such a good show. 
Love it. Yeah. Well, thank you, you three, for for joining me. Do not go away. I want to say thank you to all of you who are watching. Uh, again, this is 198 episodes. We have two more till we hit 200. It's been such a joy uh, doing this, and I hope you all will join us at the Brave Maker Film Festival, July 13th. And as a reminder, we are, we are a nonprofit. We exist because 31 people now, 31 people give a monthly donation of $5 to $100 to help us pay for our live stream platform, help us pay for the rent of our space, help us do cool events and rent theaters for filmmakers like these three who will be showing their films during the film festival. So thank you so much uh, for all of you. If you want to become a Brave Maker partner, go to bravemaker.com slash 44321. And sorry, that's not what go to bravemaker.com slash donate or text the word brave maker to four, four, three, two, one. That's what I wanted to say. Text the word brave maker to four, four, three, two, one. It's really easy. Four, four, three, two, one. And you can give a donation of any amount today, one time or monthly. That also helps support. Thank you to our producer, Amy Cohen, who is actually not in Austin, Texas right now. Usually she produces from Austin, Texas, but she's here in another room producing this live because she is in Redwood City for the film festival and our intern, Jessica Cohen, also in Redwood City in another room uh, with our intern team who are here for the film festival. So thank you to the Coens. We also have Barnell Amos who takes this audio and makes it on the podcast apps for you to listen to out of Grand Rapids, Michigan and Carrie Alley, who is our social media producer y'all there's so many people who work with brave maker they're all freelance they're all gig workers you don't have a full-time staff i work three other jobs this is just my my side gig although i probably work full-time and a half on this don't tell anyone but thank you also to robin zitko who is our um, podcast uh giver at a tier where i shout her out and guess what robin's also my mom so thanks mom for making this podcast possible all right y'all uh you all are here (laughs) you all are here uh and we are so grateful so one more time go around and just share the one place give us one social media handle where everybody could follow you amber abby and then emily go amber nicole craft 575 instagram at abby wathen Instagram, nice birdhouse. You all are so great. Uh, Thank you so, so much for being a part of this today. And I'm looking forward to seeing you two in person, Emily and Abby. Amber, I'll see you on the socials. I see you working hard on those socials. So I will see you again. Thank you everybody else for listening and watching episode 198. Uh, If you all, you three can stay. I'll I'll grab a quick snapshot for Carrie. who will do our social media stuff. You're watching live, but you're going to watch a quick trailer to the Brave Maker Film Festival, and then you'll see our outro. Brave stories change the world. You are the story. See y'all soon. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at BraveMaker.org.
like, subscribe, and share. To become a monthly donor, text the word BRAVEMAKER to 44321 or go to bravemaker.com slash donate. Thanks for tuning in.